Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Oh, this is the stuff. Hey guys, this is Scott from the British City Blockade Podcast Network on Talking Far, Far Away. It's been a while. It's been a very long time, shall we say. And set across the pond from me, it's a guy I haven't spoken to for a few weeks. It's Mr. Robin Bo. Hey Robin, how's it going? Scott Inch, it's been a long time since we've talked, my friend. Of course, we, we have our correspondence. We talk about things happening in the world. We have just our little uh, off-key concept discussions that uh, happen to across Facebook. And no, it's nice to actually sit across from you again. I can see your face through uh, what this wonderful technology offers us right now. He's got the beard growing. I, I, I'm loving it. He, he is officially a blockader. As Stephen Stanton said, a Brick City blockader. That's a new term I think we're going to run with now. Thanks to Mr. Stephen Stanton. But Scott, it, it's great to see you my friend and we talk about we just recently just learned some brand new news and, and scott inch was the first one to break it scott what was that news it's the news that star wars celebration has officially been announced for 2019 and it's going to be in chicago mm. so this is this this is just hot off the heels it's just been reported as the star wars a new show rob i wish you have thought so that'd be it Chicago. I've never beat that city. To be honest with you, coming out of uh, the entire discussion that we had, um, heading into 2018, you know, knowing that we were not necessarily going to get really anything Star Wars Celebration, this was going to be our break year. This was going to be the time for us to kind of sit back, enjoy The Last Jedi, enjoy Solo, and just kind of get ready for, you know, pretty much everything else happening in this galaxy far, far away. And we kind of were speculating this entire time, and we don't like to do a lot of that here at the network. But when it comes to like when Star Wars Celebration comes around, it's like, all right, when's the announcement coming? Okay, when, when you know, we're getting ready for 2019. It's a full year away, basically, less than a full year away now that we have to now plan to go to Chicago. We all thought, okay, it's either going to be in London or it's going to be in Anaheim. With Star Wars Land opening up, or Galaxy's Edge, whatever they want to call it, opening up in California and Florida, it made a lot of sense. But you know what? Chicago is different, guys. I think what this is going to do is it's going to open up the market to a more urban environment for Star Wars, which I think is a great option. I know there's been a lot of stuff happening in Chicago, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's been a lot of violence, um, a lot of racial tensions. There's been a lot happening in that city. But you know what? What a better way to bring positivity and unity to the community than announcing this to happen in Chicago because it's a beautiful city. There's wonderful people. It's multicultural. Everybody interacts in their own unique way there. And I think if we bring that to Star Wars, that's what we want. We want to bring the message and what Star Wars is to all kinds of people. So bravo to Choose Chicago because I think it's different where I do have my concerns in terms of security, in terms of a lot of other things. I think it's a wise choice in terms of bringing in different mm. kinds of people into Star Wars as Scott Inch's phone buzzes as everybody's talking about it here at the network. Right, right as we talk right now, guys, too. That's what's kind of interesting. Yes, it is. Sorry, I put my phone away because I was having a bit of puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Chicago. Um, I'm quite glad it's not back in the UK. Yeah, um, yeah. I was quite glad. I mean, it'd be quite nice to be back in London somewhere else. I've always theorised it should be in Glasgow. There's play, the yeah, SCC that'd be cool Glasgow could, could have had it. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm glad it's been announced. I'm glad 
that it's kind of heading like last year, back in April. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm thinking about we'll get some new stuff. We'll get episode nine. Yes. Hopefully, more announcements of the standalone movies because I don't know if we'll get any announcements this year. It's still fifty-fifty. Yeah. On that, I mean, we're hearing that Kenobi's going to get filmed, but again, until it's officially announced, that's actually happening. I'll wait and see. But yeah, um, I, I echoed your concerns. I've, for someone who's in the UK, I've ha- I have heard about the concerns about crime rates in Chicago, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, there's it brings the community together. Correct. For Star Wars, I mean, everybody will come together for it. I'm interested to see what what kind of show they put on. Being at Celebration myself, I know they can put a great show on. Fair enough, I know there was a few complaints two years ago about the the one in London that didn't provide enough for the fans. But if you were there, yeah, it it you got what you wanted. There was so much to do. You were at constant panels here, there, and everywhere. You're rushing around, right. Trying not to be stuck in queues for like four hours <laughs> to get to a show. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll wait and see. But I think uh, I think we're going to get some brilliant stuff coming from there. Yeah, and the the other thing is too, Scott, is you bring up a great point when we were talking about the Kenobi and all these rumors. Okay, are we going to get announcements of other other Star Wars films? Are we going to get the information about exactly what Ryan Johnson is doing with this trilogy? Are we going to get all this different kind of stuff? You know, Chicago is a really cool place. If they wanted to come out and say a Kenobi film, Chicago is a very unique place to make that announcement. You know, you think about Kenobi, you think about, yeah, you know what, let's put it in the Hollywood lights. You and McGregor, all these, you know, fantastic actors and actresses coming in. Yeah, you know, you want to make that announcement in some place like Anaheim where all the news outlets are going to be there. You know, you have that Hollywood connection with that kind of announcement. Being in Chicago also opens up the opportunity to news outlets to checking out what Chicago has to offer in terms of news, in terms of opportunities, job opportunities for podcasts. You know, there's enough of them in the Midwest. I know a couple Star Wars podcasts based out of the Midwest area that could probably come right into Chicago, into their own little kind of home territory, and take over that area. And that's important for them to say, you know what, you know what, our podcast is based out of Illinois, or it's based out of uh, Michigan, or Minnesota. This is kind of our home territory to work with, and we're welcoming in the community into the little abode that we've created through our Star Wars podcast. I love that opportunity. It's a great place for news outlets to come in and say, you know what, Chicago is going to offer something different to us. And you don't have the stresses of, I'm going to be in California. I got to do all the touristy things. You know, just go up Sears Tower, check out Chicago for a day, head right back down, go to a, you know, at that point, it'll be baseball season. Go check out a Cubs game and, and just envelop yourself in the city for a little bit. It's something that Chicago needs. And it's something that Star Wars needs if they want to address the news in a different way, I feel. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Uh, on those points, um, baseball is that where you hit the stick? Is that like <laughs> hey, you toured Fenway Park when you went to Boston? Easy there, you know that sport. <laughs> hey, that's a beautiful park to go around. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a beautiful park. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, there's so much like going speculation. Everybody's going to be speculating. What are we going to see? What are we going to see? Um, the way you signed it, like take a day and I, I totally agree with you as well about the whole fact that yeah if you go to california you've got to do a touristy thing and it is a long far away for people who live on your side of america yeah for the east coast. coast um it's a long journey whereas you you're saying chicago's in the midwest that's like in the central yeah 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 it's half the journey yeah you can bring both east and west in together yeah it just makes things a bit cheaper for everybody um, um, 
yeah, no, that's a really good point. And it makes a lot of sense too, because you've had the people that have complained about, well, if I'm coming from California and now I have to go all the way to Orlando, or if I'm coming from California and I have to go to Europe, it, it does leave Europe out of the equation. I think they do have to consider for the next celebration, bringing it back to London or bringing it to Glasgow or bringing it somewhere to like Edinburgh, bring it back over to, you know, bring it somewhere like there. But I know, I know you got your thoughts on that one, Scott, because I'm sure there's plenty of other places you can come up with. I'm just name dropping. Not with Edinburgh. Because Edinburgh's no. No, not got the capacity to do that. So, so you're thinking uh, Glasgow? Glasgow, like my my friend Ross disagrees with me on this. Um, he and I both debate it. When I look at the convention halls, Orlando were able to hold it. Right, with right. The, with the how many people could be in the room? Right. The problem that London had was you could only have a certain amount of people in the room in that arena. Oh, gotcha. Well, Glasgow, the reason I'm saying Glasgow is because it's got the big um, Scottish Hydro and it's, it's a massive gotcha. stadium. If you don't know it, look it up. It's the SSE Hydro in Glasgow. Um, and fair enough, you could be sitting way up at the top and looking down and you would see, like, you would only see them as a spot like that. Well, Rob is all what I can see on video, but it'd be that you, you can be that far away. You still yeah. see it, so, but they do have massive screens, screens up on the walls and in the middle, so you would be able to see what's going on. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying here, and it, the capacity is very high. You can get about two. I can't remember how many people you get in again, but you can get a lot of people in it. Um, gotcha. It's used. For concerts, it's used to. I saw Mrs. Brown's Boys there. I saw Doctor Who mm. orchestra, and I've seen a Star Wars, um, uh, the the first Star Wars movie in there with a live orchestra in wow. December. So I've got my Star Wars movie in December to see. I'm not getting one this year. Um, that's interesting. So yeah, so yeah, that's why I'm thinking if it comes back over here, it can go to Glasgow. I, obviously, they won't. They'll make it London because that's where people want to go. But you know, it could, Glasgow had the Commonwealth Games. Mm, true. Um, so Glasgow does have a lot to offer, and it's a beautiful city. Mm. It's changed in the last thirty years. It's not got chimneys, and you've got the Clyde, you've got the the Transport Museum. You know, you've got so much in Glasgow that this would do its common Star Wars celebration there in Mika. And also, it means I wouldn't need to travel far. <laughs> Lucasfilm has heard the call, Scott. 2020 will be in Glasgow for sure. Uh, that's an interesting point, and I think it kind of solidifies the idea that, you know what, if you do choose a Chicago for... 2019 where it is the middle ground for the u.s then you can explore europe you can start opening the opportunities to different cities by them putting it in chicago scott i don't know your thoughts on this now we've gone against the traditional discussion of either orlando california or overseas now we've opened up other cities to the possibility of hosting a star wars celebration maybe in the near future we'll see a boston come to the east coast there's plenty of star wars coverage happening up happening up here at the in the northeast region because of Brick City Blockade, Retro Zap, and some of these great other, you know, Rebel Cause and Rebel Chatter, there's just so many great other networks up here that could bring something like that uh, to this area, and then obviously overseas to what you're doing over there. And I think that that possibility is still out there, and it's going to be something to watch real closely as we approach this celebration. Yes, we will be watching <laughs> <laughs> the new binoculars. There it is. So, 
The one thing they will probably talk about mm-hmm. at Star Wars Celebration is something that got in, two things that got announced, but we'll start off with the first one, mm-hmm. which Star Wars Resistance. Yes. So they will no doubt be bringing that. Now, Star Wars Resistance starts in default, so by the time Celebration comes out, season two will probably be coming on to the screen. Right. Is, is this going to be, I don't think it's been announced, it's just like a one-off series like for one season, like in, Inhumans will not go there. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they bring with that and go with the announcement that they made. I'm looking forward to that series. It's finally takes place post-Return of the Jedi. That's what I've been wanting. Gaps filled in. I can't remember how far away is it five years or four years before the Force Awakens? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a really interesting point here where, Scott, of course, we're going to get into what Jon Favreau's doing, obviously, with his series, but now we're starting to fill in that gap between after Return of the Jedi. You're right, it is like about five years before the events of Force Awakens. So now we're filling in gaps in that area that obviously Chuck Wendig kind of started to fill in in different places and Claudia Gray started to fill in in little places here too. So when it comes to the canon piece, it's like, okay, so now they're finally taking it from the books. Now they're going to put it in animated television or whatever John Favreau wants to do, which is something you and I have talked about now for a full year is yes. the canon books have to go beyond just doing the books in between this time period. They have to bring it to the screen. Yes, I mean, we've had that before already with some of the Star Wars right. adventures. I haven't watched the new ones that came up a couple of weeks ago, so I'll need to get around to watching them. But yeah, the one like was Ray or a post episode just set after um, with Hera and yeah. Han comparing which ships which. Um, I think there's going to be so much questions asked. Are we going to see Kyle Ren in this? I think we will. Yeah. Are we going to see more of Snoke, I think we will. That would be cool. I think we'll get more backstory on Snoke because I'm just trying to think, because Snoke's pretty much been taken out of the picture. On yeah, pretty yesterday, much. Um, I think we'll see more of that in episode in Star Wars Resistance. And also how the system really came about. I know it's kind of mentioned in Bloodline mm-hmm. about that, but I think we'll finally see how it all came together before they kind of got almost obliterated in the last Jedi. Correct. And also we're getting um, Isaac Oscar Isaac coming back and yeah. Gwendolyn Christie coming back. She'll be she's going to be free now. They give me Thrones just finishing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She's going to have a lot of free time to work on Resistance. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what stuff. I mean, we'll probably obviously get R2-D2 and uh, CTPO. But my question is also, is Luke going to appear in this? Mm. So we haven't done this in a while, and you know where I'm going with this. Oh, I love this. <laughs> over, uh, we haven't done this in a long time. So over under 45% are normal percentages mm-hmm. that Luke will show up in resistance. I'm going with 55 <sighs> You know what? I, I'm I like that percentage. I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna say sixty five percent that he's gonna show up in Star Wars Resistance. It makes a lot of sense, Scott. Um, in terms of we want to know whether and it's funny because it's almost like you have to set certain percentages different ways when when it comes to this because you know at this point in the storyline he's coming off of um, Return of the Jedi he's dealing with his father's death he's dealing with the coping of okay now I have a sister that I I know has probably got some force powers in her what am I going to do about this and 
the interesting point about and what I mean by the separate percentages is you have to look at it as Luke making an appearance and then Luke being mentioned in this because you know for a fact and I'm this is going to be really interesting because of course with Carrie Fisher's Carrie Fisher's passing it's like how much do we see Leia in this because it is the resistance this does have something to do with what she's doing behind the scenes too and and it's and it's kind of fascinating that we're going to have to come up with that balance of yeah, you know what, Luke's going to be in this, but if Luke's going to be in it, then you do have to kind of throw Leia in there somewhere, too. And it, it's it's a funny balance. I think 65 is a great percentage for physically seeing him on screen. I think mentions is just way skyrocketed yeah. up there, especially if we if we get Leia in here, like older Leia, uh, General Organa, you could say. Um Obviously, she's going to mention it. She's going to say, you know, Luke is out there training Ben right now. Or Luke is finally taking on the responsibility of hopefully taking on my child at some point to learn the ways of the Force and whatever else. Obviously, we haven't hit that path yet. But I think Resistance is going to touch upon what's kind of nice is we're going to get some backstory like what we've seen with the novels where we have the little preludes into these other stories. And then we're going to also touch on the Skywalker story a little bit here and there. I have a feeling. So I like that percentage, Scott. What's your think thought on this entire thing? I agree with the number that Luke might show up. That 65% is a great number. We'll definitely hear him. I definitely think Carrie... I was going to say Carrie Fisher, but we can't say that. I definitely know that Leia's going to be in this. I've got, but it will be another voice actress mm-hmm. to take mm-hmm. on that role. Um, you can't do Resistance without having Leia. True. That's like that's like doing. Um, I was going to say the original Star Trek series without Captain Kirk. Yeah, true, true. It so, is. Or, or do Doctor Who without the Doctor? Yeah, <laughs> there's no Doctor Who. <laughs> Um, so yeah you have to have uh, Leia in Resistance and also you can start you know I I don't know how much Dave Lowy will do it but you can also do like things that we were aware of like what happened with Han and Leia splitting apart that would be amazing but will they do it for a kiss show we know it's going to be kind of in a kind of anime kind of form the Japanese anime, something similar to, I would hope to be something in the same similar design as what's just came out, the Batman Ninja movie. Yes, I love the animation style of that. I haven't watched it yet, I've seen clips of it. Okay, I won't spoil uh, it then. Don't spoil it, but I've been told it's kind of like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers meets <laughs> Batman, so right. it'll be interesting to watch that. Um, but yeah, I'm curious whether that's that going to be kind of animation. If it is, I look forward to seeing that animation. It would be something different that Star Wars hasn't done. Right. Because it's all been mostly computer generated. Obviously, that's the stuff they use now, but it's all been mostly with Rebels and Clone Wars. But I wonder what the technology used in Rebels will take it even further because the characters in Rebels were much more streamlined than you did have in. Clone Wars because they're a wee bit chunky. Right. 
Very true. There was a little bit more of a chiseled look to the characters in Clone Wars. There was a little bit more of Dave Filoni trying to make that transition and understanding of, okay, we can expand this technology a little bit more. Of course, with the help of George Lucas, also exploring different things at ILM, some of the behind-the-scenes things that they can work with when it comes to animation and taking that to the next level. I think that totally, I think Dave Filoni is ready to, and you and I have said this, on multi, that, that seems to be a common trend here. You and I have said this on multiple occasions, Scott, that Dave Filoni wants to take what he's done with rebels and explore other realms and allow other people to come in and be part of the creative process and i'm sure when we're at celebration i'm saying it now when we're at celebration in 2019 and dave filoni gets up on stage that's going to be one of the things that he says he's going to say i wanted to explore a very different way of presenting star wars to the friendom i want to see what people's reactions are to this because guess what Lucasfilm and everything that we're doing here at Star Wars and at Disney is going to explore different ways of animation, ways of showing you uh, the canon in TV form, and obviously with The Last Jedi, we're going to go beyond the traditional Star Wars format, and that is something that I think a lot of fans are going to embrace, I hope here, knock on wood, that we all embrace and we can all understand in that way. Dave Filoni is the master of that. He is the Jedi master when it comes to that. Or he could be a Sith master. Or something. He could be a Sith master. I'd rather yes. I'd rather have the Sith master. But... Yes, yes. Um, I just look forward to see more BB-8. <laughs> I, yeah, and I wonder, Scott. Let me ask you this question. This is so great that you're bringing this up with BB-8 because obviously we see the interactions between Poe Dameron and BB-8 in the in the Poe Dameron comic. How much of Resistance is going to play into the Poe Dameron comic if we're going to be exposed to Black Squadron? <laughs> I don't think that much. Um, you don't think so? I think some, no, because I think some of the characters will be um, Snap. I think he will be in it. Yeah, that's true. Because is Snap older than Poe? I think he is. He, yeah, he was He was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, he was roughly about a teenager in, in the Aftermath trilogy. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, he was. Yeah, because Poe wasn't even like... If you go... Poe's parents got together and, well, they were together already, but it didn't really... Really shattered that. empire, you started to see yeah. the chemistry. Yeah, I thought they were already married uh, together. I'm going to have to pull out shattered empire for two seconds. They were together already. Um, yeah, they must have been because, in uh, as Scott's going through that, I mean, it, it Shattered Empire kind of opened up the door, and that's why we have this over under on Luke because of that, because he's in that comic right after everything that's happened. Looking at it here, um, ah, such a beautiful. He, they're already together, so because he sometimes he says "I love you," so ah, he, he even threw she, the "I love you." Yeah, she didn't say "I know," so. Uh, <laughs> If she said I know you, then or if I know, then they're having a kid automatically. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think because at the end of that, that's what well, the whole thing that takes a place roughly around. I'm just trying to think. Say about a couple, about a, over a week. That story takes. That's place. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Jakku with the Battle of Jakku was a year. So Paul was born then. He was a year old. Wow. Just born. Um, a couple, depends how you look at it. it could have been a few months old 
Um, so we're looking so, at the earliest form of the resistance in the series. We're really looking at what happened after. What happened yeah. to the Rebel Alliance? How did it really expand into more of just something much larger? Which then I wonder, Scott, if we start seeing the formation of some of these, um, not necessarily military planets, but some of these other systems that took on the more government formats. Obviously, we see them destroyed in The Force Awakens. I can't remember the name off the top of my head of the system that was that was destroyed uh, by Starkiller. Hosnian Prime. Yes, Hosnian Prime. Do we start seeing the formation? Do we get introduction into some of these planets that we see destroyed by Starkiller Base? It's fascinating. I, I think so, because... In- the whole reason was in Empire's End, they didn't want it to be like Coruscant, where the power was on one planet. They moved right. that around so that wouldn't happen ever again. So obviously they built Senates in each planet that were part of the New Republic. And to make sure that somebody like Palpatine never gained control, right? they moved, they moved it around. I'm sure, I can't remember if it was in Aftermath Trilogy or it was in Bloodline that it was mentioned. But I do know... Yeah... Um, but going off your going off in the timeline as well. I think Bloodline six years before Force Awakens. Right. So I think this is going to be just after, set after Bloodline, but before Poe Dameron's cover. So we have a timeline there that hasn't been done, and also you can see you'll probably hear more about the First Order, how it came about. Rumbleless because a lot of people didn't take uh, Leia serious when she said the First Order was coming. True, true. If you, look, if you look at that, nobody was taking her serious. Even like in the deleted scene, which isn't canon, um, by, by she was speaking to one of her ancestors or deputies, who is actually played by the woman who's on, who plays Vixen on Legends of Tomorrow. Yes, that's right. Uh, and also, she died on Hosnian Prime as well. You can see oh. in the background before. Um, Hosnian yeah. was such a system of depression. Ugh. I think. I would, that's one plan I'd want to see explored more. Hopefully yes, we get absolutely. to see that, that to see how this is all came about, how Hosnia Prime and then I think we'll see there's so many characters that weren't they weren't able to touch on in Rebels that will definitely be touched on. I see a scene here, I see a scene Sabine. Yeah. I see I don't know about Rex, I would love to see Callis and see how Ooh. he played a part. There is car he I'm going to make this prediction that Dave Loney will use the characters from Rebels minus Kanan. Maybe Ezra, if they find Ezra back. I do not know. Mm. But Kanan, Zeb, Sabine, and Hera, and Jason Sindua mm. will appear. I that, have a funny feeling. Could, could we see, and, and here's another question, I know this part of the conversation is going longer than originally anticipated thanks to the Star Wars Celebration announcement, but it's interesting because obviously we see at the end of Star Wars Rebels, right at that concluding seg- segment there, um, we see Hera and, of course, young Jason Sandula sitting there, and he's excited because Hera's flying the ghost. Do we see Jason in Star Wars Resistance, almost as like the young Anakin-type figure. He's getting to know what it's like to fly a starship. He's getting to know what it's like to be part of this. I'm starting to wonder if we don't bridge gaps there in some way, and we don't see Hera mention Jason, oh, your father was this, which is what you're saying with Kanan, that maybe we get a mention in there because of that connection. I mean, that's a whole other 
aspect of resistance because you do have the physical resistance and then you have the resistance that the first order is building in this in the outer rim that goes against what the traditional empire is the i'm using air quotes guys the resistance in that sense so i think you're definitely touching upon both of those and introducing or reintroducing things that we've already seen before which is what dave filoni does yeah he does it so well oh my god there's a lot we've just speculated so much (laughs) I'm getting sweaty now. Get me some sweaty towels. Get me some sweaty towels. <laughs> so that kind of since we talked about that, we also need to talk about John Favreau's news that the fact that um, what do you call it? His show will yes. be seven years, about seven years after Return of the Jedi. Now I've been thinking long and hard about this one. Mm-hmm. Now it could be the gangster series that was planned, Star Wars Underworld. If you don't know about it, George Lucas did write yes. there was a hundred scripts written and he had planned to do it back just after Revenge of the Sith, but I think just yeah. before the Clone Wars TV series came around. But he couldn't do it because he didn't have the technology then. Right. So if this is this going to be that series? I don't think so. Yeah. I think I was thinking about it, and I was thinking this is going to be something that's set well after Jakku. So mm-hmm. you talk about six years. You're going. The Republic, the New Republic, will still be formed. I think we could see more Martha show up. Ooh. Because she disappeared quite suddenly. That's very true. She disappeared. So maybe that's that. There is that. We could see the formation of the First Order because, again, that was left open-ended mm-hmm. after Math uh, Empire's End. But, but, I will say this, that could be done in a book. That could, very well could be, yes. It doesn't have so, to play out that way. True. Yeah. So Chuck Wendig could come back because he, he sets stuff, stuff up in that that I feel he's the only one that could really do that. Yeah. Uh, there is also the possibility that we could this could be a Luke Skywalker series True. and have a younger Luke Skywalker. I don't think so because that's something that you'd leave for the Skywalker saga, but we're not going to really get that anymore in the movies. Right. Skywalker saga is really kind of gone in a way, shall we say, without, you know. So there's a few theories going in my head. I think it's either going to be Resistance, well before resistance but set up of the new public or it's going to be about the first order now if you've read the Han Solo book it's just came out the last mm-hmm. shot there is some squabbling in that I'm about halfway through it there is some squabbling in that mm. but there's not much of like political stuff Leia Mon Mothers mentioned a few times but it's mostly Han yep Robin's holder right up right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's an interesting read. Interesting read. Hmm. You bring up a really good point, Scott. I, I was just thinking about this because, and it really, I, I can't believe I'm saying this after the discussion that we're having. Everything does rely on what resistance is about because of the timeline, because that one is five years. This one is pushing closer to seven years. So you do have that, okay, so what's happening between the fifth year and the seventh year? I don't know. There's two years there that you can play with too. Maybe that will be a book. Who knows? Knowing the Star Wars universe, it probably will end up being something. But it really does rely on what Resistance does. If we focus more on the building of the Resistance after Return of the Jedi, and we focus on what happened with Leia, how did Hosnian Prime come into effect? How did the government start forming itself? 
then I think what John Favreau has planned out, because obviously these discussions must have happened simultaneously. Everything involving Ryan Johnson's trilogy, what John Favreau was going to do, what Filoni's plan after Rebels was going to be, these discussions had to have happened over a round table and said, okay, this person's conquering this, this, and this, this person's conquering this, and that's just really what Disney does. And what I'm fascinated by is if, if Resistance does follow just what it says, Resistance-based stuff, then Favreau's is definitely going to touch upon First Order. We haven't really had a dark side focus when it comes to an animated series or a live action series. And I think if you bring it to live action and you do allow a little bit more stuff about Hux, I mean, I don't see much else happening with Domhnall Gleeson right now. I think it'd be great to bring him back on for a live action series almost in a streaming format or doing something else at that time. I'm just saying, Domino, it'd be nice to see something with you on TV. Well, he's just done Peter Rabbit and he played pretty much Huck's decline in that for what I saw. The right, so maybe he's practicing. Maybe he's practicing. Maybe he's just realized that chasing after rabbits doesn't work. Maybe after computer mm. generated rabbits. Mm. Maybe he's just better off chasing after <laughs> Real people. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is such an interesting interpretation of Peter Rabbit that the entire no, and it's true. I saw it. It it was very much like Hux chasing after rabbits the entire time. You little fools! No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you saw Peter Rabbit. Not one of my more better adventures to the theater, but you know what? It, it's uh, it it was an interesting one to say the least. I know Scott's not. Uh, you know what? Hey. It had a it had a Star Wars actor in it. I I it was one ah, of those things. Winnie ah, the Pooh's okay. gonna be the same way. It's got Ewan McGregor in it. Ah, but Winnie the Pooh's more endearing. Yeah, they're know, gonna be on the beach with sunglasses on them, stuffed animals. That's a little bit more endearing too. Yeah, and Ewan McGregor's a better actor. He's Scottish. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, I see where we're going here. Okay, Domino, please come back for. Uh, I apologize for that comment. We want you in the Star Wars universe again. Scott has no idea what he's talking about. We love you and as well, but. Yeah, well, let's let's. Uh, is this going to get a really big discussion? <laughs> Scottish. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm joking. So yeah, well, it's a it's a question of where you see what. John Favreau does. All, as I said, all we know is it's set seven years after. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really say much. Um, I mean, the day is this refresh your memory because it's been a while. Is he is this going to be part of the Disney streaming service or is this going to be like on ABC? I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think we've gotten received or gotten or received any additional information about this either being on the streaming service or on ABC. My guess would be the streaming service with ESPN Plus being announced more recently for the streaming service. I'm thinking that they're going to say, okay, so ESPN's on there. ABC's probably going to do stuff on the streaming service. It just makes sense for them to make it for that to try to pull in people. But you know what? If they want to put it on abc and everybody can watch it no matter what cable package you have i think that's a great format i really do you're going to get the viewers that way i suppose so i suppose so. if it's star wars people will watch it yeah yes I, mean, I will have to find my ways of watching it because i don't have abc i'm sure james yet. brown has a certain way i'm sure we all have said <laughs> legal of course legal. that's Legally. what i'm talking about like itunes yes. amazon prime you know that's wonderful of wonderful outlets that you can go and check out yeah so he said this at a very important premiere last week and it's something to do with a little movie that i will see in about a week's 
time a week tonight. Unfortunately, you guys are going to have to wait an extra day. But I've been, I've been warned when I go see these movies an hour a day early that I have to zip my mouth closed and not say a word. Loose lips, because, loose lips sing starships. Shit, yes, shit, yeah, because yeah. I, I know that Brian will chase me and go or go la 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 la. Yeah, that's a very common answer with him. It seems like. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, we have Solo coming up, and we've had reactions. Now, some people are not. Let's put it this way: some people haven't been. I'm not very positive about it. Maybe some people sure. have been positive, and those who have been positive have been. I'm not going to mention people's names or anything or where I've been reading reports but there has been a a podcast a podcaster a youtuber who said that he liked the movie and then got a massive massive kick in and not just him but others as well about why do you like this movie I hope you die because you like this movie disgusting it is Um, now all of us are doing videos and you can look them up on Twitter, uh, on the Facebook page. We've all been putting out Unity's community videos where seeing how much, how it means to us. What I don't like seeing is whatever your issue is, I mean, I have issues with the last year, right? But I will not turn around and say to someone what some of the comments that have been read have been said. Right. Um, I, I, I've spoken to Robin, I've spoken to Brian, Chris, etc. My points and my dislike for certain parts of the last year, I can't obey. Right, you just know? the name one. <laughs> just the name one. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go any further, but that's one I completely disliked. But right. I enjoyed the movie overall. I had a great experience coming out. But with Solo, fair enough, this was one movie that a lot of people didn't ask for. Correct. And from what I've heard, it's not a bad movie. It's not a perfect movie. But, you know, I mean, if you've read uh, about the behind-the-scenes drama about uh, Lord and Miller, um, about the fact that they had an uh, acting coach, um, mm-hmm. actors who were meant to be in the movie and no longer maybe, and a new actor came in, Paul Bettany. Yeah. Is it Michael K. Williams? Was meant yeah, to be in Michael the movie? K. Williams had was, was dropped from it, and Paul Bettany came into the picture then. Yeah, so there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of drama. I mean, this is throughout all the movies. This has been the one that's had the most drama True. since the new trilogy, uh, since the new movies got up and running. So, you know what? I'm just going to say it now. There is no need to attack people who have seen the movie already and be on Twitter or Facebook and giving them, or even on their YouTube channels and giving them crap about it. That's unacceptable. If you don't like the movie, don't make them feel crap about liking the movie. They like it because they got enjoyment out of it. The other ones, uh, you know, the other ones that see it, the other ones that get to tell us about it before we get a chance to see it, the other ones that you know have a love for Star Wars. And some of these guys who go see it early, who are YouTubers, are fans of Star Wars. They're the ones that I listen to, Robin mm-hmm. listens to, mm-hmm. you know. And just because they have a complete disagreement with you or just because you're being a troll or it's just because you like doing it. I've got one word, grow up. We're yeah. adults here. We're adults. We're not, like, if you like to be the behind-the-scenes bully type of a computer, fine, you do that. But I'm, I'm not happy with that. I I don't agree with that. I think you're just, you're just being a coward. Yeah. So, you know what? If you if when we review it and you start doing it to us, we'll just block you. Yeah, exactly. Because... Th- I don't have time for it. Robin doesn't have time for it. 
We're part of a positive community here. Don't do it to us, please. Very simple message. And I'm going to continue that message to the next level. What drives me crazy and what I've been seeing on social media is that somebody who is a very popular YouTuber who has had the opportunity of Lucasfilm publicity come to them and say, hey, how about you come out and you spend your time, you take time out of what you're doing, um, which could be podcasting online and whatever else, come check out our film. Come and give a review of it and share it with the people in the Star Wars community who want to go and see this film. Not necessarily spoiler stuff because they come out and they do non-spoiler reviews and they say, guess what? These are the things to expect in terms of the attitudes that are going to be portrayed here. The storyline, the character progressions, the planets you're going to go to. You're going to experience this amazing summer flick and you're going to want to buy a a bucket of corn and you're going to want to get yourself a nice big soda and sit back with your flip-flops. I don't know if in Scotland, if it's raining, you probably don't wear flip-flops in those cases. It's been really nice weather. Okay, okay, knock on wood, (laughs) knock on wood, knock on wood. Again, um, it's for you guys to go and enjoy and we want positive people and we want people who are part of the community to come out and enjoy this film and share their thoughts in a positive way that's what lucasfilm has given these people an opportunity to do and then i go on social media and there are people who have not even laid their freaking eyes on this film yet and they think that they can have an opinion about it and it's like please until you've seen the film you have no legitimate comment to share right now you can't base an opinion off of what one person says or what five people say You have to base an opinion off of what your own eyes show you. And it drives me crazy that we live in a society today that people feel that they can base an opinion off of five people's opinions. That is disgusting and it has no place in this community right now. And like Scott said, if we come out, let's say we have a Thursday event, I'm going to plug it right now at O'Neill Cinemas, Brickyard Square in Epping, New Hampshire, where we're going to be there and we're going to be live podcasting from the theater and sharing people's opinions, non-spoiler, coming out of the theater. If you want to base an opinion off of what somebody from the public says and want to be negative about it, go right ahead, but you're going to be blocked and you are not part of what we decide or what we think is what the Star Wars friendom is all about. We don't make a decision on that, but we notice who are the ones that are coming in and being negative about it. And it really drives me crazy that that we have to sit here on a podcast episode week after week and feel that we have to have a discussion about this. And I'm saying this right now for all those YouTubers out there and all the people who are being positive about this film and trying to share their opinion in a in a in a way that's critiquing it, but also being positive at the same time. Like, yeah, you're going to have fun with this film. Everybody I've seen on YouTube, Scott, has said this is a fun film. They're not saying to not go see it. They're saying, get yourself that bucket of corn and a soda, put on your flip-flops, get to the theater on May 25th or 24th, whenever you're seeing it, or for you, the day before, and go and enjoy this film. Enjoy it. Enjoy it for what it is, which is Star Wars. And if we continue down this path, I'm starting to lose my breath. If if we continue down this path of continuing... I know. Um, If we continue down this path of people basing opinions off of three, four, or five people's opinions that that are not your own, then we are heading into very dangerous territory. And it's going to, no matter if the film is a huge success, everybody loves it, there are going to be those select people who keep on doing this. And we are not going to let them win. We are not going to let you win. And I'm and I'm tired of seeing podcasters and everything coming out and saying, you win. You've won this discussion. No, they haven't. 
and don't give up on it yet. And if you want to share that opinion, come on over to BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network and join our friendum because this is going to be the place for you to share your opinion and to be part of what Unity is Community is all about, Scott. That was a long rant, and I apologize to our listeners, but it is such an important discussion before we head one week into today, exactly, when we sit down and we see this film. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the nail, with, uh, hit the nail on the head with it. Um, yeah, don't, don't do anything like that. Don't, don't go and be a, an idiot online and start just attacking people for it. You know, it's wrong. Um. But yeah, I have nothing more to really say, but I agree with every point that Rob has made. Um, we're not going to be quiet about it. Nope. We're not going to be told to stop talking about it. We're not going to let the trolls win. Nope. Because if you let them win, then they'll end up keep doing it. You have to stand up to bullies like that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what that's what it is, bullies. Uh, there are people out there who up in higher positions you shall say i'm not good to name very true a certain a certain person but he, that person <laughs> is very good at insulting pretty much anybody because they don't he doesn't like giving very good getting good uh advice advice or reports or what people say about him he's very good at hitting back though yeah that yeah you know all i'm saying is we will be positive if you as robin says if you go to somewhere that's they've just gave up, they'll not be very positive. Come over to us, we'll be positive for you. Yeah, come be part of the friendum. It's that simple. Yeah. Come and join us, come and be part of the discussion. We'll welcome you on every week onto whatever format it is. Because that is what this is all about. Brickcityblockade.com podcast network is trying to be one of the voices, and we encourage other podcasts, obviously, in our challenge to other podcasts, to be that voice and to continue on that path because that is what brings opportunity not to what we're doing, but to the fandom and to the friendom that wants to be part of the discussion. We do this for you guys. It's as simple as that. This entire podcast network is based on your opinions, your thoughts, your positivity, your unity that you bring to the community. It is what it is about. And that's why we keep doing what we're doing. Crack a hallelujah. A hallelujah for that one. Crack a amen. And amen. <laughs> So I think that I think we should wrap it up there. You, yeah. You've aided it on a nice bow. Ah, I like a nice yeah. little bow. Not a messy Damn. one, a nice one. Just a bow, you know. Uh, like the doctor. Yeah, the doctor, you know. So, Robin, where can the good people find you across the social media realms? Ah, good old plug time here from the podcast network. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrRoadTweets. Make sure to check out the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network over there at BrickCitySWPC. Make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow us at BrickCityBlockade. Also, please make sure to head on over to Facebook. Make sure to like our page. A lot of fantastic events. I can't even count them, guys. We've been adding events daily to things that we are doing. It, it has been... Scott, Scott's counting on his fingers. He, he, he's he's running out of fingers in terms of the stuff that we're doing. And he, he's about and, he, and he has 12 fingers on each hand. Um, 
No, but the interesting thing about that is you guys can also please also make sure to head on over to iTunes, Google Play. I, I know, Scott. I counted them. It's all right. You can head on over to Google Play, iTunes. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. That's what brings on the Epic Guest. That's what makes us keep doing what we're doing, guys. It's all about unity as community. I keep on saying it. I'm sure you're tired of hearing it, but that's what it is. It, it's what brings these conversations to life, and we appreciate everything that you do for us here at the network. Scott Inch, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Scott Inch or Twitter at Scott Inch 85, but also check out all the videos that we've been doing yes. this week, the past few days. Um, I've done one, Robin's done one, Brian should have one up soon. Very soon. <laughs> Very soon. Chris, James, Caden, Andrew, and Sean, we're all doing it. So check them out. It's a positive message. Please, please, they're on the Facebook page and we will be sharing them out. So as we always say, may the force be with you. Always. And enjoy Solo. And enjoy Solo. Because Scott gets to see it before you. (laughs) See, that wasn't so bad. If you must listen to a podcast, it may as well be Brick City Blockade. May the force be with you always.